0: This clip is brought to you by Coca-Cola. The holidays always find a way. It's about enjoying the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family, delicious food, and
1: of course, an ice cold Coke. This is our very first episode as Locatora Radio for the My Cultura Network. We're beyond thrilled. We're in a legitimate studio space and we have not seen the inside of one of these in many years.
0: Coca-Cola, proud partner of the My Cultura podcast network. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators make sure you never get faked over. Watches inspected by watch aficionados. Sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads. Handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs. And jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. Let me guess.
4: Unknown caller.
3: Welcome into to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and those who cover the NBA on a daily basis.
5: Up top, Jose, straightaway three. Number eight
0: for Alvarado, and that
3: was deep. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now.
5: Welcome to the Pelicans podcast. I am Joe Cardosi, joined by Mr. Jim Eichenhofer, beat writer for the New Orleans Pelicans. The podcast is presented by SeatGeek. And uh, Jim, it's uh, it's Jose Day on the podcast. It is Jose Monday on the Pelicans podcast. I'm declaring it. It really
6: is. What an amazing performance by him. I was going to sing... But Aaron Harding <laughs> takes care of that later in the podcast yeah, when we yeah, have her on. And she crushed. So me. I mean, I there's no way I could possibly live up to the, the yeah, level you don't that she reached. Yeah. Right. I don't wanna embarrass myself and have people be like, Jim, could you please never sing again on the podcast? Yeah. So, but anyways, uh phenomenal, amazing. I mean, it was it was one of the best days I've had at the smoothie King center a long time. There's a few times I've had
5: period. In a <laughs> exactly.
6: Long time. Exactly. There was a few times where I honestly, and it wasn't even just Jose, there were other players that contributed to this, but it was mostly Jose where I was just laughing. I was just yeah. sitting back in the chair um, at the top of the 100 level, just, just kind of giggling and just being like, this is so ridiculous that this is happening right now. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it, how could, I don't think you could have a more entertaining NBA game than what we saw. No. And even, even before he got to the level where he was like, okay, there's his sixth three-pointer. There's his seventh. There's his eighth. I was saying to one of the reporters who was here from Denver, I'm like, man, this game has been so entertaining. Mm-hmm. And then he comes in and just takes it to a different level. So uh, incredible performance, a bunch of uh, feats that he achieved statistically in that game yeah. that I thought were, were really interesting. One of them is he broke the record for New Orleans franchise history for most points in a single game. By an undrafted player, and wow. co- coincidentally, uh, ironically, the one of the two players that had had the record um, shared the record. He was Jose was interviewed by one of them right after the game, and that was David Wesley, yeah. who scored thirty five points in a game as an undrafted player. Uh, Daryl Armstrong is another guy who was here very early in the franchise history of New Orleans so early that I wasn't even here when he scored 35 points oh, geez. as an undrafted he player the
5: dinosaurs right exactly
6: and there were there were two other players in team history that were undrafted that had 30 plus in a game um Ian Clark was one of them so there's a name from the recent past. that people yeah. a- okay. can so quite the uh, quite an achievement another one was Jose set the record for most points by a, any reserve player for New Orleans in team history, the previous record was Marcus Thornton had thirty seven points. People, I'm sure, remember him. He was mm-hmm. nicknamed was Lil Buckets, <laughs> and then eventually he graduated to being just called
5: Buckets. After
6: yeah. I think maybe his yeah, after a end. certain
5: age, you can't be Lil, <laughs> right? right. Bow Wow is just Bow Wow now. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know? it's, it's, exactly. You age you, out. You can't be sixty
6: two and still be getting called like Lil yeah. anything. So yeah, yeah. it's you're weird. Right. Even in the rap game. Um, and then lastly, uh, I thought it was cool. To see, and not really not that surprising when you think about it, 38 points, most points by any player coming off the bench in the NBA so far this season. Granted, we're t- only 20-plus games in, but there's a chance that that could hold up. There's not many guys anywhere, even you're talking about your Lou Williams, your Jamal Crawford, those guys that get 40 points in a game off the bench too often. So yeah, quite, a, quite an afternoon, and, I mean, the numbers are one thing, but to actually witness it and see what he did was just uh, – Something else that I think people will remember for a long time.
5: Yeah, the windows were rattling in the bowels of the Smoothie King Center, where I generally watch the game on a television uh, in the radio studio. I wish I could have been out there on the court and felt the vibe, but I could, I could see it outside my window. The people leaving, I could hear it uh, through the radio broadcast. And uh, yeah, I mean, just, the Pelicans really pouring it on, and it's it's a sign of a good team when they have that, that other gear that they can kick into, because the first... You know first quarter did not look uh, promising for the pelicans and then it seemed like they were able to to switch into another gear get that injection from Jose off the bench when they needed it every time they needed it
6: and I'll tell you what if you go back and look at the scores from the games of Pelicans are nine and two in their last 11 if you go back through and just look at the list there's been very few times where the game has games have actually come down to the wire mm-hmm. the two losses they have in that stretch were, to Boston, which has been the best team in the league so far, yeah. and at Memphis, which is a b- very tough place to play and try to pick up a win. But of those nine victories, I actually didn't even realize this until I looked at it more closely this morning. Almost all of them have been by double digits. So, yeah. like you said, they were down, Pelicans were down 14 in the first half they end up winning by 15. Uh, I think they maybe even maybe even have were were leading by more than that in at one point in the fourth quarter. So they just totally put it on the Nuggets and said, you know, no, we're going to we're just going to take over this game and not only we're going to win, but we're going to win handily. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing that so
5: frequently lately that that's to me one of the most impressive things about what we've seen lately. Yep. And again, uh, get your shot glasses ready. I'm going to say the magic word again, depth. Uh we're going to we're going to talk about the depth again because when you it, that's Pretty much the the name of the game when it comes to this one, Jose Alvarado coming off the bench. Uh, also, Billy Hernan Gomez having a good game, a good efficient game because of uh, Jonas Valanciunas getting in foul trouble early. He only had about 14 minutes in this mm-hmm. game. But the Pell's bench outscored the Nuggets bench 62-18. to 18. Uh, So that that's basically the game right there. You know, Zion had 25 points. Fantastic. You're missing B.I., you're missing Herb. But, man, the depth of this team proving that – when you go against a good team like the Nuggets, pretty much their whole offense ran through uh, the Joker, and when he hit the bench,
6: we made him pay. Right. You saw a big contrast between the two teams in that way, that they really had a rough time when Jokic went out, whereas on the Pelican side, you don't have Brandon Ingram, you don't have Herb Jones, and you still are able to accomplish what they did. I mean, We've talked about depth a million times on yeah, the podcast, shot. but they keep giving us reasons to do so, and I think, Sunday was maybe even more to one of the greatest extents of the season. You know, you mentioned the the bench scoring and how many points they rolled up. It's it's nice to have one guy get thirty eight of those. That definitely yes. helps. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but even but either way, I mean, they've had they've been so consistently good with situations where they're calling on somebody to play more minutes and do more, and they totally deliver. And yeah, Billy seeing all those minutes, he hasn't right. seen
5: the floor hardly at all. And he
6: came in was efficient. And we're not surprised whatsoever that About he all. did that because we've seen him do it so many times. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of across the board where everybody on the roster or in the rotation is doing what Billy has made a habit of doing in the last three years where it's like, okay, maybe I had a DMP last game, but that's fine. I'll come in and produce. Yeah. Or maybe I played five, ten minutes last game. You need me to play 30? That's fine. I'm going to do what Trey Murphy has been doing lately where he's looking like a starter after he got a lot of DMPs as a rookie, yeah. especially early in the season. So. Unbelievable the way that they just keep responding and keep giving us reasons to use the the depth word.
5: Yeah, and I mean it's just great to see real team basketball. Their egos don't seem wounded by coming off the bench. They understand their role coming off the bench. Jose knows that when he comes into the game as a reserve, he is an injection of adrenaline into the game. He knows that specifically. Uh, I feel like all the players, Billy coming in there and just being a workhorse – it's just great to see unselfish basketball, exciting basketball. And again, we're paying attention to where they sit in the West. It's December. It's early December. I, I don't know that we've ever cared where the Pelicans sit in the West because we just didn't want to look at it at all. And here we are. We have the chance to, uh, to win five games in a row as we sit ready to face the Pistons uh, next. But I don't even want to talk about that. I want to talk about last night. I want to talk about it with Aaron Hardigan, so let's get to it and uh, talk about last night's huge win over Denver with Aaron Hardigan of Bally Sports.
0: This clip is brought to you by Coca-Cola. The holidays always find a way. Whether you're making moms famous recipes or getting your kids all dolled up to spend time with their loved ones, it's about enjoying the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family, delicious food, and of course, an ice cold Coke.
6: So we're really happy and proud that My Cultura saw something in us saw the value in the community that we've built because of y'all and decided to bring us on and so we're super excited about that but I think also like I'm very firmly rooted in keeping this as an audio archive and that Locatora is going to continue to highlight community voices and Mm -hmm. folks that don't always get the airtime or media attention that they should.
0: Coca-Cola, proud partner of the My Cultura podcast network. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches inspected by watch aficionados, sneakers checked by legit sneaker heads, handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs, and jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field, with meticulous eyes making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style, and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare, distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum, exquisite scent of Togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, and the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should, and that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. Let me guess.
5: Joining us on the Pelicans podcast, you know her from Valley Sports, the always rambunctious Aaron Hardigan. How are you, Aaron? Jose, oh oh
1: oh
5: oh oh No, I would go for
1: Christina Aguilera on you, but my voice is hanging on by a thread, which is why it sounds like I've smoked a pack the last few shows. <laughs> but uh, it's yeah, that same. time of year. And. Listen, I told you before hopping on, if we get a game like we did yesterday to make the voice worse, sign me up. I don't even need one. I I can sign the rest of the year if we get games like that, you know?
5: Yeah, I I think if you're just, you know, in studio sounding like Tom Waits, that just makes the broadcast interesting. (laughs) And I think it's a way to differentiate yourself. What a game from Jose. I have it written in the studio as garishly as I could uh, do it. Jose, that's the topic of the day. That's it. Uh, It's Jose's day, scoring almost 40 points, 38. The Pelicans tried to get him 40 as hard as they could uh, in that game. And uh, the Jose chants were earned. Watching Jose get Jose chants while he's on the bench from Pelicans fans, that was an awesome Mm. moment, Aaron. Well, to, to play into the Star Wars theme as well. I mean, the force was
1: most definitely with him yesterday. Yes. Um, it, it was, I mean, I was kinda hoping he was gonna get that forty burger. Me I don't too. know, hot take. I, I I appreciated that he had that moment to kind of, you know, exit the floor to a standing ovation. But yeah. um oh man, Raymond Felton and I in studio were rooting for that for that forty. But <laughs> I mean I'm not sure if I've ever witnessed a player here in New Orleans ignite an entire arena the way that Jose does. Yeah, I mean, and I, and and I think it's because he's so relatable, right? Yeah. Like he's, you know, he's he, you know, it's he's not this god like a Zion. We're not all built like Zion, right? Yeah, he's like my um, height, or, or most. <laughs> yes, like he's he's just he's so relatable. He's so genuine. I I want to give props to David Wesley on that
5: post game interview. Yes. Um, he dodged the water well, by the way. I mean, that was that was some quick <laughs> reflexes, some spidey senses from David Wesley to not get wet.
1: <laughs> we were still not sure. It's up in the air as to who was the unsung hero there. So one, I think Raymond thought it was Trey. Our producer <laughs> thought it was Devontae. I thought it was a security guard or Jim Eichenhofer from like the media row like, wasn't flying me. his way down. <laughs> yeah, you didn't
5: swing <laughs> up, down yeah. off a rope like uh, Indiana Jones to help David? Not quite it's Selfish. the great, it's the great mystery, Jim. We're still not <laughs> ruling you out.
6: We'll have to get to the bottom uh, of that. We'll have to look at the security tape from the arena. Yeah, we need all the angles yeah. of film. Like it's JFK <laughs> we'll get, or something. We'll get back to you on that and yeah. uh, and let you know. Oh about. my
1: God. He, it was just, and, and I think the thing I loved most about David getting that opportunity, um, after the game to interview him was the fact that David too was an undrafted player that made yeah. a 14 year career in mm-hmm. this league. You know, he was able to find his role in this league and, and, um, showcase what he does well. And and he, that's why he and Jose are so close, you know, because they, they can relate to one another. And David's kind of taken Jose under his wing. And and so that was one of the most, I feel like a fly on the wall, just watching those two chop it up afterward. Yeah. And I loved every moment. I was hoping David was going to get him to cry. He was close. Jose was close. I was <laughs>
5: yeah, like, oh, Oprah yeah. him. Give him the yeah, Oprah
6: treatment. Cry. Aaron, <laughs> as, as the game was unfolding and as he... I mean, he had 19 points in the first half, and then he had 19 in the fourth quarter. Just these stretches of just making every shot. I mean, what what was? Uh, how were you and, and Raymond reacting? Did you have to kind of hold him back, or did he have to hold you back from just losing your minds while this <laughs> whole, whole thing was happening? I mean, what was going on there?
1: I don't want to brag, but Raymond Felton also covers Mavs on our network, mm-hmm. and he looked at me and he goes, he goes. I'm actually having fun watching this today. (laughs) I don't know what, I don't know how to take that, but it's like, you know, I mean, he was, and he knew he called it. I mean, it was, I think it was when Jose sunk, you know, his like fourth straight three or whatever. I mean, Raymond's like, Oh man, he about to go for 30 today. He called it then he called it that early. Um, You know, and again, we're, you know, we're, he didn't hit that 30 until the second half. So you always wonder how halftime kind of plays a factor sometimes, you know, how many how many years have have we all wished to just eliminate halftime because we play so well into it? It's like yeah. let's just eliminate and keep going, right? Let's just right. play the final two quarters, keep the momentum going. Um, and he and he continued right out the locker room, but um, no, rank called it early. And um, one thing I will say about and we brought this up on the post game show. Um, I think he, Jose made a deep three and you saw him literally jump for joy. Like he was like a little kid, like he was just jumping, like (laughs) at half
0: court. Skipping across the playground.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He was like whipping the (laughs) pony. He was doing like the happy Gilmore. It looked like, (laughs) I I remember that. (laughs)
1: And I'll, and it, it reminded me of a conversation I had with him at media day. He was with both of his beautiful daughters, Naz and Brooklyn, both very young. And I remember asking him, you know, how do you eventually want them to recognize you as a player or know you as a player or remember you when you're reflecting on your career or what, what have you? And he said, you know, I want them to know that their, their daddy played the game the right way, he played it his way, and he played it with joy. And the word joy... I mean, that is all Jose Alvarado exudes, right? That is so fitting of him. And, you know, Raymond and I, and Raymond has children. He can relate. And Raymond said, yeah, you you know, Jose wants them to see that he genuinely enjoys what he does each and every day. And you hope that your kids can find something that they enjoy just as much, right? Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was super special when, when, he, uh, when he mentioned that.
6: Speaking of joy, I mean, that kind of leads me into, I was wondering if you guys could tell, from uh, TV, from the the monitors and the broadcast of just what the arena was like during those two hours. I mean, to me, it was one of the most memorable games. And as people like to joke, I've been here for eternity.
5: Yeah. But I mean, that you was. You came <laughs> with the arena. You were <laughs> yes, part it was of the a leash. package
6: deal. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, that Hopefully was. Hopefully he's under contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think that was. I mean, that had to be maybe top 10, top five, even of, re- especially regular season experiences yeah. that I've ever been a part of as far as just just witnessing that I mean was that something that you could you guys could feel in the arena and a few people commented to me that were not at the arena but watched on TV that they said you could hear the, the last minute or two of the game you could hear the Jose stuff so clearly which I think is a credit to the uh, microphone oh, that you guys have
1: you know you know you are absolutely right Jim you could like for those viewing on on um, on television or even listening to the radio broadcasts Credit to, you know, Todd Graffinini and 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 you, Joe. I mean, you guys are you know your entire radio crew and our Valley Sports New Orleans crew, Joel and Ad and our our producers, our directors who are capturing these shots and these moments because they're able to allow us in, right, where we feel like we're there and we can feel that energy. Um, because we most definitely did, and and it wasn't just Jose. It was really cool to see Trey also kind of ignite the building in the third yes. quarter, coming out of the locker room. You know, and and I was sitting there thinking, I'm sitting back thinking, these are two second year dudes that are that have an entire arena on on its feet, mm-hmm. chanting and 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 just and and. Feeling that again to go back to joy, feeling that joy that we have we have craved for so long in New Orleans, really since that 2018 playoff run, um, which is is why it's it's you know it's we're we're putting up numbers, team numbers and records, and and we're in you know we're making a standings run much like we did then. Um, and but but no, you you could most definitely feel it from afar. And I just I really want to credit you know our radio broadcast crew and our television broadcast crew for for helping bring even those that maybe aren't there in to at least feel like they
5: are. Well, I got to credit the pipes of the people in the Smoothie King Center more than anything. All I had to do was <laughs> keep the microphones on. They're the ones who made it loud and made it uh, awesome. Like I said, my radio studio, if you ever look, if you're passing in front of the Smoothie King Center, you're like, who's that man in the window just pushing buttons? That's me. That's me usually in there. <laughs> and watching the people coming and going, the smiles on their faces, the the chance that we're going on outside the arena still uh, it was so awesome to see, and, and speaking of those Trey dunks, Trey didn't have a great night uh, You know, on the numbers. He had, what, 12 points? Uh, but the, when he got those points seemed integral in terms of momentum <laughs> of the game. Some of those, that tomahawk dunk, uh, some of those big dunks, Ooh. and then the three-pointer right after that, it was just such a momentum-swinging performance, and it's great to see a, a funny affable guy like Trey Murphy and a sort of oh shucks me I'm the guy that now has the most <laughs> points off the bench of any undrafted player in the NBA that guy and Jose those are guys you want to root for it's it's easy it's just super easy
1: listen and I'll tell you some of those posterizing dunks some of the photos that we've seen of of Trey going as the kids say those went hard af my yes. friend because listen <laughs> That I mean, again, and he you know he came into the league known as a shooter, but the fact that he's become one of the greatest, tra- you know, one of the most efficient at least transition players, you know, in the last year yeah. speaks volumes. And and again, something else we discussed in in yesterday's post game was the fact that you know, and and you guys know this as well as anyone, but I want to remind folks like he spent the offseason training with a veteran like DJ McCollum and others, and yes, it was partly to kind of help um, grow his game and, and transform as a player. But I think it was, it was largely to, to expand his mental game, right. To, to kind of, you know, CJ worked between the ears. That's what CJ does well. And that's where it really starts is what, is what CJ has noted. And, and that's where he started with Trey and, and, you know, it grew from there. And, and I just think, you know, I I commend him for putting in the work that he did this off season Um, and, and, and you're, and you're right. He's, you know, I think when he and CJ went on NBA today earlier this year, CJ even said, he's like, you know, Trey's not going to sit here and harp on all the work he's put in. So I'm going to go and do it. I'm going to harp on it for him. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to, I'm going to brag about it, but that's what this entire team does. They brag about one another. They genuinely love one another. Um, this is the tightest group that I've ever covered in new Orleans. And I'm sure you two could back me up. And, and then you mentioned the city, like, Y'all, when was the last time? I mean, how many Sundays were we there covering the Pelicans? And it was it was near empty because everyone was over across the street at the Dome, right? Like, they were, you know, mm-hmm. like, everyone was at home watching the whatever. That place was packed to the top yesterday. And as we mentioned, electric. And I'm think, I'm sitting there thinking, we got a party right here at the Smoothie King Center. Like, this is where it's at. This is where we need, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it,
5: that is so... It's so rewarding. I've been saying it. The Pelicans are cool now. Hop on board. It's a <laughs> lot of fun. Uh, and and look, Trey Murphy, I don't know if it's the, the, the growth spurt he hit also that that's maybe helping him dunk. I remember when he first came uh, into this season, people kind of goofing on him because some of his dunk videos were more like, you know layups and whatnot now look if I grew like six inches in uh what a summer I'd be falling down when I walk like a toddler <laughs> so it's just amazing that he's been able to get that body control and he's become an, an awesome in-game dunker and that is not a thing I expected to say about Trey Murphy and
1: again and and I'm I actually want to pose this question to you because I'm sure Jim I'm, you you are our, our stats man, is what I call it. It's like Superman, but stats
6: man. That's yeah. him. Numbers. Uh, not quite. Not quite as cool. <laughs> I, it doesn't sound quite as cool as Superman, but I'll take it. Math man. We'll, we'll, Geek we'll, boy. Hey, we'll give you a cape. We'll
1: give you a. We'll give you a cape, and the next time you need the Indiana Jones to save that, David, you that'll know, will definitely like we'll, help. <laughs> yeah. you'll be fully, You will. You will look the part. Yeah, <laughs> a cape and a pencil. That's all you need. <laughs> I, I Okay, so here's the thing. There's there there's seven games over, 500 for the first time since that 2018, you know, playoff run. But when was the last time New Orleans is ever that number two in the West? Especially that would this be, early.
6: Yeah, that'd be too I mean, this early in the season, I'm not sure. But, I mean, they've... One of the stats that I've been trotting out or facts lately is um, they haven't been higher than a sixth seed at the end of a season since 2008. So they haven't had... Home court advantage in any playoff series for 14 years, which will be 15 years when we get to uh, 2023. Here, Um, so yeah, I mean, it's wow. I'm not sure as far as you know, the first week of December, if they've ever been in second place and uh, and you know a shot at being number one later this week, depending on how the the, some of these games go. But yeah, it's either way. It's been a long time. time We cared.
5: That's the thing. When's the last time we cared at this point in the season because it wasn't depressing, right? Yeah, sure.
6: Yeah, to Joe's point, looking at the standings closely, like you know, it's it, in the last few years, especially last yeah, it's season, like Don't look at it; it it's going to get better. Right? I would wait until they won two, three games in a row, and then maybe I would like quietly, kind of around the corner,
5: <laughs> like you're like, looking at the Ark of, of the covenant. St- <laughs> right? I
6: would kind of <laughs> peek and be like, "Oh, that's not good," I, and then turn away fast, but. Um,
1: Happened to click on the on the bookmark tab on your like yeah Eesh? yeah oh there it was standing I okay see the
6: sunburn <laughs> on your face from when you viewed it <laughs> yeah no no it's very true Aaron you're you're right um but
1: but it's but that's why yesterday's game was so big and and you alluded to it it you know we came in with the same record as the back to back reigning MVP and the Denver Nuggets we were both fourteen and eight mm-hmm. so we knew that win was going to leapfrog them and and that was really cool to see this group. I, I, again, get us a comfortably do it there late in the game. I mean, they they essentially, you know, Denver began to just kind of wave the white flag at, at one point, and uh, I'm hoping our guy Graf was did he get a, a comfortable enough lead at any point where he could enjoy it, or he, how was yeah towards the towards the end? The I broadcast. mean, you know, his
5: leg was probably shaking and rattling the entire area where he was at. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, towards the end, when, when Mike Malone got got thrown out, it's like, okay, I think we're fine. I think now he can he mm-hmm. can chill mm-hmm. out maybe. Because even Raymond said, you know, because Raymond goes,
1: I get, I get head coaches do that a lot. to You know, it's out of the yeah, pop. Yeah, get their guys. Textbook, right? yeah. Like, yeah, but it was, he was like, it's too late.
4: Like, dude, it's like, you Sorry. know, a
1: minute and a half. Like, it's, it's too late at that point. Just a massive win. And, and then uh, the, the best part of our, our show was we did not mention Zion until the B block. Yeah. of our show we're like oh by the way there's this kid named zion williamson oh, yeah, 25 um, points 25. big deal he had a measly 25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and raymond goes do you realize how many dudes would like give their left leg to put up 25 on any given night yeah. and we're just like oh by the way i mean that's how deep this team is and i love it he kind of got yeah. out dunked by trey murphy too a little bit a <laughs> little bit oh oh, Uh hey you know what speaking of dunk, like could trey have a legit i mean if he keeps this up I would love to see Zion in the dunk contest. That said, I would also love to just keep him healthy and keep him like bubble wrapped, yeah, um, and and out of the dunk. contest. But do you think Trey, by chance, has has a shot? I saw some people clamoring on Twitter last night. He's him been him retweeting it. He, definitely, he seems on the train. Yeah, he
6: definitely wants to. I think um, he probably needs to throw down a few more of these recent dunks, and he'll have a chance. I mean, yeah, just get on Sports it'll, Center. It'll help. Times. It'll help if the team keeps winning and his profile. Keeps being raised. You know how it is. Like they'll take somebody who dunks once every three weeks if they're like a big name over somebody who's, you know, in a, in a second year like Trey is who hasn't quite got to that point yet where he's a household name. But I'm I am curious to uh, to see whether he can, you know, get in the dunk contest or the three point contest, you know, um Maybe Aaron both. Yeah.
1: Hey, listen! Listen! Not that listen. Not, anything will be better than last year's. Just uh, putting that out there. But continue. No, oh, I've already. <laughs> I,
6: I don't even remember what happened last year, and that's pro- probably there's probably just a good reason for that. Blurred it out. Of exactly. My mind. But you know, you mentioned how uh, once again there's so many good things happening here that Zion is like down the list of things to talk about, which is incredible. Considering, I mean, he played like kind of an MVP, I think caliber level this week. The game that he had Sunday, stat-wise, was probably his quote-unquote worst game because if you look at what he did in the previous games, he was unbelievable. I'm sure he has a chance for player of the week in the Western Conference and deservedly so, but, I mean, what have you thought of just the way that he's kind of kicked in over the last uh, stretch of a week or two where he's just been, like, to me, the number one overall pick that you envision. Well, and how, how
1: crazy that, like, I mean, it's almost like he just kind of picked right up where he left off, and he had an entire, I mean, he sat out for an entire season, and then just picks right up where he left off. I mean, that just speaks to his God-given ability and talent, right? Like, the fact he's able to do that. Also, his work, I mean, his work ethic, we talked, I mean, he uh, put his head to the to the ground and just went to work this offseason, and just, you know, not only yeah. changing his physique, but, but just, you know, working on his game, and. Um, I just, I can't get over just that, the, the graphic, I believe the Pelicans tweeted of him and, and one Michael Jeffrey Jordan. And you're just sitting there thinking like he, yeah, I've heard of like him. <laughs> of all players through their first 100 games, he came the closest to like what, MJ like, that's incredible. Like just mm. that name alone. And then you're like, Oh, he's done this, you know, he's being compared to like Wilt numbers and, and, you know, Shaq and Barkley. And like, I mean, these are like hall of famers and it's just like he's only, te- I mean, he, 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 you know, he's technically in his, you know, second season of, of actual games played, I guess you could say, but um, I mean, it's just remarkable. And I, I just, I think what I have to do is sit back and just kind of like remind myself to enjoy this. Right. Because again, yes. we, we, we haven't had this in new Orleans, you know, for a while. And, and um, it's, it's just, we are so fortunate, you know, not yeah. to get sappy, but we really are. And I just, I, don't ever want to take for granted a night that I get to sit there and watch him and, and, and get to cover him. Right. And I know yeah. you too feel the same.
5: No, absolutely. I mean, I, 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 tweeted it last night, but this is, I've been around this organization for 10 now, 11 years. This is the most fun I've ever had with the Pelicans ever. And I'm trying not to take it for granted because like you're saying, you know, Zion in the last, let's see, uh last 18 games, he has scored over 20 points 13 times in those 18 games. And as New Orleans fans are like, hey, but did you see Jose, though? Hey, did you see those trade dunks? We barely care. It's amazing. It is. There's a fine line between being ambitious and being an ingrate. We want to be ambitious because we want that one seed, and we have the chance to grab it. But don't be an ingrate because we have seen worse times in New Orleans, and these are heady times for the Pelicans. It's fun. And enjoy it. You should. Preach, Reverend Joe. Preach. Yeah, I'm pouring <laughs> shots <a> later. <laughs> That's quite That's a, a uh, church you no, have there, you Joe. Are,
1: you are so you are so right, though. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what's really cool about um, Zion and the rest of this team is that they are all so selfless. In that, what we've seen, you know, they're the first quarter of the season is that, you know, they are capable of playing to the hot hand, you know, and and I think it helps one and Raymond kind of brought this up yesterday. It helps that like Zion, you know, he got his money, you know, he's on contract, BI signed, CJ signed, you know, they're not, they're not looking for, for numbers or they're not on a contract. You're kind of hunting or chasing numbers. And so, but this team with its chemistry is like, they play to the hot hand right like jose's cooking yesterday zion's like looking to feed him if his open lane isn't there right and yeah. um i don't know i think that's something i'm going to be keeping an eye on like the for like you know the next quarter of the season is is um how our number of stars and our depth um plays together right and kind of how it how it melds together um on the floor and, and Willie, like i'm also interested to see what sort of fun creative combinations Willie puts out there because we saw him do that yesterday. I think there was a point yesterday where it was like, what was, I think it was, uh, it was like Jose, Trey, Larry, and Devante with Zion, I believe. And I'm like, okay, like this, you know, we can kind of have some fun and get creative with combinations at this point. (laughs) Obviously it's not having BI in her, but, Trey was moved to the, you know, the starting lineup, we still had 62 bench points, you know, Trey and Dyson were both moved to the starting lineup and we still had 62 bench points, obviously in large part to, to Jose, but again, speaks to the depth because, you know, we, we lost those two in the, in the second line and, and they were still a bit of put up numbers. So that, that's cool to see, but that's something I'm watching for the next quarter.
3: Yeah,
5: absolutely. And, and look, we, we look forward to you covering the rest of this season. Last night was a ton of fun. Uh, I hope you recover if if your your night was anything like mine. I was just doing tequila shots and yelling, Jose, Jose, Jose. I woke up my wife and son. (laughs) Sleep is for dorks. They need to learn. It's basketball time. Uh, Aaron, thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you all season long on Bally's. Enjoy the rest of your day.
1: I look forward to getting to the bottom of that investigation of who saved David Wesley yes. from the drench. I count on you two to get to it.
5: We, we will get right
6: on this immediately after we stop <laughs> recording this podcast. Absolutely. Jim's our, our work. <laughs> thanks,
5: Aaron.
1: Hey, thanks, fellas.
5: Big thanks to Aaron Hardigan. Always just a blast from Bally Sports uh, just a joy to have on such a joyous day, Jose Monday, on the Pelicans podcast. Uh, can't say it enough. I'm going to be wearing my Pelicans uh, soccer scarf from a few seasons ago. And uh, when I get out of here, you can catch me drinking mezcal or tequila. Jim, before I do that, uh, we should uh, we should talk about the, uh, the upcoming week because I don't want to celebrate too prematurely. Uh, of course, the Pelicans have won four straight. That's awesome. Uh, the Pelicans uh, now sit second in the West, solely holding that position. That's that's great. Uh, you know, that's the ninth win for the Pelicans in eleven games. That's that's just fantastic. Uh, Pelicans sit now fifteen and eight again. Great news. But here come the Pistons. So let's not uh, get too excited. We gotta yeah. gotta gotta face the Pistons first. Not a fantastic team, but a team that again you don't want to let your guard down and get uh, snuck in the jaw. While you're uh, high on the horse, yes, and
6: this—I assure you, this wasn't me. But one of the reporters said to CJ McCollum the other day, "Hey, you know you got these games coming up against Phoenix and Utah and Denver." And CJ was like, "Hold on, hold on. There's a game against Detroit in there mm-hmm. too, and you can't overlook that." So yeah, I mean, this is this will be a game that they they really need to keep winning at home. I love the fact that the home record is so good and they've been so consistent in the Smoothie King Center. So you've got Detroit on Wednesday. We actually will have another show before that game is even played. Kind of an unusual gap between games we have here. Mm. And then, obviously, on the weekend, Friday, Sunday, you're playing against Phoenix. Highly anticipated by people, I think. You in, control
5: your own destiny. In,
6: yes, in New Orleans. And, I mean, Phoenix plays two games this week before then. They play Monday and Wednesday. Tough games. They play at Dallas Good. Monday night. They play Wednesday at home against Boston. That's Improbable. been tearing up the league. Exactly. Um, But there's a chance that uh, going into, especially if the Pelicans win Wednesday against Detroit, there's a chance that first place in the Western Conference is going to be at stake Friday and Sunday. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. we look forward to that opportunity, have to take care of business first against the Pistons, and then we can figure out exactly uh, where the Pelicans stand. I mean, they could actually be ahead of Phoenix by then if Phoenix loses both of these Games coming up, but either way, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Yeah. Um. What it's going to be so much fun. I mean this this weekend, this Sunday game was so much fun, but I think we're looking at another really compelling set of games in New Orleans. Yeah.
5: If you thought that the atmosphere was bonkers uh, for the last game, uh, we got to make it even more bananas, even more bonkers, even more silly words for the Suns games, which feels like a natural rivalry. So I have no worries about the uh, Smoothie King Center faithful that they will uh, make it loud. Jim, I noticed that uh you're grinding your teeth a bit. You uh you yeah. seem you seem a bit agitated. What's what's going on, man? Yeah, Joe, you know I think I have a little bit of a Jim
6: Rant oh, here. A small one? Yeah, just a tiny smidgen sliver slice okay. of one okay. for you. Jim Rant, gym rant. <laughs> just a little Jim Rant. So, uh, got home after the game yesterday. Was excited because I thought, you know, where do I need to go to get kind of a national perspective on the amazingness that was Jose Alvarado's thirty-eight point game? Yes. So, of course, the answer is you go to NBA TV. They cover the league. And, and before I get too deep into this, I love NBA TV. I watch it every day. I think they do a great job. Yeah, they're great. However, so they, they have a half-hour game time show that runs every day. Sometimes it's an hour if there's more games in the league. Yesterday was a half-hour. Yeah, light, light, uh, a little bit of uh, a light schedule. Today, yeah. So 27 minutes and 30 seconds into the 30-minute show – They finally show the Pelicans' highlights against Denver. This was... Now, granted, there were some incredible things that happened in the league yesterday. That's fine. I understand. You want to talk about the Lakers. You want to talk about the Celtics. We don't like it, but we understand. Yeah. So but this the highlight package for New Orleans Denver was also after Memphis beating Detroit which i mean no offense to anybody but it's not exactly a heavyweight matchup there the grizzlies are are doing great but i mean that wasn't really breaking news that the that the memphis won that game and john morant had a good night like this oh, is yeah. not for a change so right exactly so 2 minutes and 30 seconds left in the show and they finally and Jose wasn't even actually in the ter- first like four highlights that they showed from the Pelicans game, and I was starting to wonder. I'm like, are they even going to mention that Jose? They're made showing Pierre eight, Pelican dance <laughs> right, instead of Jose. Right. <laughs> and uh, we love Star Wars, but yeah, I thought they were going to show you know Chewbacca before they showed Jose Alvarado. <laughs> so so fi- so finally, finally we get we get Jose Alvarado highlights. We get a couple threes. They say great game, Jose. But I was very underwhelmed and I was disappointed. It was almost like maybe they were so preoccupied with the other things that happened in the NBA that at the end of the show they're like, "Oh shoot, we got to get this, we got to squeeze this game in." Yeah. Um, I do at the same time I do want to say something positive. The oh, Af- at the athletic has a podcast that runs every day in the morning. They have a show called the Daily Ding, and the headline of the Daily Ding podcast was Jose Alvarado goes crazy, something like that. They spent most of the first part of the show talking about him. That was what I expected on every yes. you know, ESPN, whatever show today. I had haven't watched anything this afternoon to know like what they talked about on yeah. the, the national shows, but uh NBA TV, I love you. But you know, I'm only saying this because I love you. You, you got to give us a little bit more focus on Jose and not make us wait till the end of the show. I,
5: like I got to agree. I, I, I agree with this Jim rant. Uh, look, if, if today wasn't Jose Day for you and you're a Pelicans fan, something something's wrong with you. That's all I greeted people with all day today when I passed by the, uh, the gas station attendant. Jose, 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 Jose. People just think I'm having a mental break or I don't know where I'm at. But uh, worth it because uh, Jose had a great performance. Our guest on Wednesday when we uh, join you for the next Pelicans podcast is going to be studio host Gus Kattengill. Gus coming off a big injury himself. I want to give a shout-out to him. He was bloodied last night. His nose was bloodied in studio, and I had to carry a couple of segments there in the postgame. So we're going to see how he is. Hopefully he doesn't look too monstrous. Hopefully he isn't wrapped up like the elephant man. Or maybe so. It depends. You know, radio isn't necessarily considered to be a
6: dangerous game to participate in. Yeah, to the appreciate. It sounds like it really was for Gus. I'm a little I'm a little worried. I was wondering like if he had to file a police report or where his case stands, but yeah. I'll be curious to hear him on Wednesday. I hope he's doing okay. I hope after come you know, he can he can overcome a severe injury like this and kind of set back. Yeah. We're hope that he's doing well and that he's recovering. I believe he's probably on the air today, so yeah. hopefully that's a good step in the right direction. But I am yeah. really interested to find out more Wednesday of, of what exactly happened.
5: Well, he's just doing his three-hour talk show to gear up for his 15-minute appearance on our podcast. <laughs> so that's that's uh, good reps he's getting in right there, and we just wish the best for Gus. Working through the pain, finishing up the show last night, uh, again, just made a nails that guy. He'll be here on Wednesday Wednesday. Thanks for joining us on the Pelicans podcast. I am Joe Cardosi. That is Jim Eichenhofer. The podcast is presented by SeatGeek. Tell your friends and pals to give it a listen. Huge thanks to Aaron Hardigan for joining these old dogs on the podcast, making room on Jose Day when I'm sure we're all a little hungover. Thanks to you for listening. We'll see you on Wednesday. Until then,
3: go Pels. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on Pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek.
0: This clip is brought to you by Coca-Cola. The holidays always find a way. It's about enjoying the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family, delicious food,
1: and of course, an ice cold Coke. This is our very first episode as Locatora Radio for the My Cultura Network. We're beyond thrilled. We're in a legitimate studio space and we have not seen the inside of one of these in many years.
0: Coca-Cola, proud partner of the My Cultura Podcast Network. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators make sure you never get faked over. Watches inspected by watch aficionados. Sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs, and jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. It's smart to use a smart car or
0: smart keys, but you should also be smart about your money. A U.S. Bank Smartly Checking account offers a suite of money management tools that keep track of your savings and spending. Get balance and account activity alerts in different spending categories. So spending less on dining out means you can buy those boots that are all over your news feed guilt-free. Now that's smart. Open a U.S. Bank Smartly Checking account in under five minutes at usbank.com slash banksmartly. Deposit products offered by U.S. Bank National Association, member FDIC.